Dead men tell no tales. Fifteen men loaded in man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. The ship with black sails that's crewed by the dam. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show. Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artist from ScottArtist.com. And I'm Heather Artist from BlackPearlMinute.com. How did I bring the energy today? Was that energy-rific? On take one or take two? A take one, by the way, you beast, <laughs> was because my headphones weren't plugged in properly and I couldn't hear anything through them. The second one was equally as awesome. I practice it all the way to work every day. That's all I say. It's quite interesting. The introduction every day. That's interesting. Yeah, that's how I work. Thanks for joining us as we brace the mainsail for Minute 77 of Dead Man's Chest. But firstly, how about you enlighten all of us with some word action here? That's, uh, you know, pirate word action. Ahoy there, scallywags. Pirate word of the week in five, four, three. Two. I'll scuttle you. So you're going to sink me? How dare you? No. To scuttle someone is to destroy or get rid of them. Yeah, that w- okay. Thank you, A, for that. <laughs> That's something like I would say. I might <laughs> bring that into my pirate show repertoire. I'm sure you will because you like to destroy people. As I you do say. like to destroy them. <laughs> it is something I say. I will destroy you. It is a common thing I it say. Is. Hmm. So a, I either need to rethink my life or embrace that I just like to destroy people, like I'm a evil genius or something like that. You are an evil genius. Thank you. Okay, now go ahead anyways. Okay, it's from the 1960s something movie, Pirates of Tortuga. Really? Pirates of Tortuga is yes. a movie? Guess I need to check that out. Oh, you do. Considering this as the... um. The yellow writing, like like some of the monster movies has. Okay. You know the big, bold yellow writing, yep. some of the monster movies? Yeah, it's got that kind of Guess writing. So we are going up. to have to treat, check this puppy out. Sounds good. Is there anybody of note in it that I should be looking for, or did you not get that far? I didn't. I got I got it, but then I just kind of didn't write it down. So but I let it go. It couldn't even just hold into your memory something like that. So no, obviously it wasn't okay. like main characters. Well, it did go through the main characters. Like, there was actual main A-list actors there, and yet you couldn't remember them. That's I, what I'm asking about. I didn't, yeah. You're like, it's weird. This is a pirate movie that Harrison Ford was in, yet I don't remember Well, that. of course it's not Harrison Ford in the 60s. What are you saying? He wasn't like a big-time actor like that back then, was he? Nah, not really. I think his first breakout role was, shoot, what's that George Lucas? American Graffiti. Whew, I almost lost that for a second. And what was that? That was probably the 70s. Okay, it's not, like, from what I know, big-time actors. It doesn't mean we can't watch it. Right. Letitia Roman, John Richardson, 
Robert Stevens, Dave King, Rafford Johnson, Stanley Adams, Edgar Barrier. Okay, we're done here. Ken Scott. Got any of those? These are before my time. So, (laughs) we'll just see what happens when we watch it. Then we can report back. Anyways, there we go. Scuttle. I'll scuttle you. I'll scuttle you. Sounds good. I'll destroy you. Now I can spice it up a bit. Oh, and then the line that was spoken in Pirates of Tortuga by Montbars. Okay. Was, surrender your ship or we'll scuttle ya. Sounds like a... Yeah. Sounds appropriate. Yeah. Because scuttle usually has to do with sinking a ship. They're going to scuttle a ship. But this is actually a human they're talking about. They're going to destroy a person. Okay. I don't know. I like destroying people, so there you go. In the previous minute? Hey, there's nothing funny about whippings. You sickos out there. Honestly. Tuning in to see a poor elvish blacksmith getting lashed by his dad. How sadistic are you? But when all is said and done, Will Turner and Bootstrap head down the deck, little lantern light to set the mood, a bloody back is now all in the past. Forget about discussing the weather, these two have their own way, and make conversation as they chit-chat about servitude aboard the Dutchman and that old-timer Werbin. Werbin. Why would I say Werbin? I have no clue. <laughs> That's not his name. So why would that pop out like that? Wyvern. There you go. What the hell? But you said it's not Vern either. It's you not, just said Vern. Wyvern. Okay, Wyvern. Yeah. But then I heard other people say, okay, Terry and Ted say Wyvern. But I, the Oxford English Dictionary was saying Wyvern. With the R in there. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Anyways, mended fences. Brings a smile to our faces. There. Now we've just wrecked that whole thing because we got into a Wyvern, Wyvern, Wyvern discussion. And if the writers say that's how you pronounce it, then I guess that's how you pronounce it because they're the ones who wrote it. They exactly. have the script there, so they're determining how it's spoken. Exactly. But I don't know. Oxford English Dictionary has me there. Minute 77 begins with Bootstrap asking his son, How long till your debt is paid? Will responds, I've sworn no oath. Then you must get away. The minute ends with Will asking, Why then? Where's the key? Why then mumbles a single word? Hidden. Where's the chest? Wyvern repeats his Wyvern. Damn it! Wyvern repeats his reply, hidden, as he morphs back into the hole of a flying Dutchman. In the very last second, we cut to a pier at night. So this might be one of my favorite minutes in the movie so far. Oh, really? Yeah! This is incredible. It's like the acting is superb by Bloom, Skarsgård, and Boswell. Just really like what's going on here. Because I think what really catches my attention is the, the Wyvern look. The CG is incredible on this guy. You don't think it's incredible? It's on par with Davy Jones, and the close-up is outstanding. I'm still on the last names that you said, because one didn't sound right. Boswell? No. John Boswell, he played... I didn't say that one. What? Skarsgård? The other one. Bloom? Need I go on? What is going on here? I was just checking. Very interesting. Something, it just didn't... You of all people are checking my pronunciations, how dare you? I am going to scuttle you! It's... To me, it just sounded like you said them. You know, you do that a lot on this show. And then when I play it back and hear it, I go, what is she talking about? It's as clear as day is what I said. And then she repeats, no, you really? No, that's not what happens. But you don't think that Wyvern has a great look that's on par with Davy Jones? Oh, I think it's awesome. I think okay. they re- did a really good job with him. He, he looks, you know, he looks like an old man. That's true. You know true. what I mean? His mouth moves like an old man. He looks like an old well, man. Well, he's an older man. Right. I, I, I'm saying 
you know, the way they did it, they really got totally looked. His face looks like an old man, but then you have this like coral thing coming out of the back of his head that holds his, well, kind of holds his brain in that's yeah. suspended between the wall and his head. I venture to say that ILM, that's industrial light and magic for you there, Heather, since you're not up to speed on this kind of stuff. I'll scuttle you with that look. Yeah. He was, they were just kind of showing off a bit here. Like, hey, we're awesome and we know it. We've scaled mountains with digital effects, so let's get that super close up and show off our work here. Yeah. Hell, I can't blame them. Really, I can't because I'd want to do the same thing. <laughs> I mean, we had that with Davy Jones just a minute or so back. You know, the whole thing with the lip quiver thing going on. Yeah. Got a really tight close up. Now, as soon as Will breaks out the drawing of the key, then Wyvern, Wyvern, Terry and Ted, Oxford, pops to life. And that's when you like really get these detail and textures that are just stunning on this character here. When he pulls his head away from the wall, yeah. you could actually see where his coral had grown into the wall. And there's indentations there. Yeah, it's it is really just the detail that they put into that is yeah. amazing. Because there's something also that's a bit comical, yet disturbing, and maybe a bit ingenious about that whole thing. So when Wyvern leans forward and breaks away, kind of that slightly leans forward kind of thing that was going on there from the whole of the ship, as you were just saying. That's when, yeah, we see the back of his skull like cracks off and his brain stays behind, kind of. Kind of. It's kind of suspended in midair. It's like torn between two (laughs) sides of the skull. And then it's pulsing as he moves in for a conversation. Mm. I'm like repulsed and amused by it at the (laughs) same time. And I don't know what that says about me. But I get the gist of what he's saying, though. And I understand that he's got a brain issue thing going on here. But it's a bit convoluted the way it comes out. Don't you think? I mean, because he's essentially saying the Dutchman always needs to have a captain. Okay? He tries to explain what happens if there's no captain. But it's not really an answer. If there's no captain, there's no one to have the key. It's like a damn circle talking thing going on here. What the hell is that? I have no clue. If there's no captain, there's no one to have the key. It's like, what the hell, Wyvern? I get it. Your brain. Your kappa was detated from your head here. But this is driving me nuts with this. Here's the exact line. Open the chest with the key and stab the heart. Don't stab the heart. The Dutchman must have a living heart or there is no captain. And if there's no captain, there's no one to have the key. Damn it, man. What is that? It doesn't explain that if there's no captain, what happens with the Dutchman? That's exactly what I wanted to know. Not... The obvious, thanks for stating the yeah. obvious there, uh, Coral Man. Well, then, then there's nobody to hold the key. No! <laughs> Sherlock, we get that. The captain's holding the key, and there's no captain. Then there's nobody to hold the key. Okay, yeah, but we're looking big picture stuff here. What's going on beyond that yeah. first step? The captain has the key, but if you kill the heart, there's no captain. And thus, no one to hold the key is... All I can say is, blast you, sir. I'm going to scuttle you. What crazy (laughs) doublespeak is this? Yeah. Because I get it, though. He basically lets the cat out of the bag. The cat is out of the bag. That the captain has the key. I think that's the main point here. The key is hidden. Captain has it. He has it hidden. But that was like that conversation is he somehow channeled Jack Sparrow there. Now imagine Wyvern and Jack talking. No one could decipher that conversation. You'd need an no. Enigma machine to do that. Yeah. They probably have a cool conversation between each other, though. They totally they know understand what was going each on. other. Yeah. Nobody else would, but they certainly would. 
But that's the the whole point of that. I might say something a bit controversial as well. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But I might be willing to say Wyvern is a better looking CG animated character than Davy Jones is. I'm not talking like well, character development. I'm just it's just simply based on look. There's more detail in Wyvern than on Davy Jones. Davy Jones is well, for one thing, what he's made of on octopus. Yeah, there's the it, there's there. there's less texture they would need they need to do than Wyvern. That's true. I've, both of them are excellent, but damn it, that Wyvern doesn't drive home an outstanding look with the textures. The face merges so well, like the actor's actual face. Oh yeah, merges great with the rest of the CG animation that's happening there. Right. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. You know, Wyvern actually looks like that dude that's. What was it, like 300 BC, 200 BCE, I should say, for the current era? It's that guy that they found in the peat bog in the UK. I think it was the UK. The guy that was hanged and still had the rope around his neck. I don't know if you remember this science story. But the acidity of the bog, like, perfectly preserved this guy. So he's that old, okay? Yeah. 300 BCE. And he was in this peat bog, but the acidity of it actually just completely preserved this guy. And he reminded me of Wyvern for some reason. Or the other way around, however that would work. Mind you, his face turned black, but it has that look about him. Huh. Especially, I'm talking when his eyes are closed and stuff. Right. That's what it is. I mean, I should have shared probably a side-by-side on Facebook. Or maybe I should share one. Maybe I will. Let's give you a moment to check it out real quick. But I'm sure once I put like a side-to-side together... They're not really going to look exactly like. But in my mind, that's what I kept seeing when I did that. It was like flashing back to an old Scientific American article or something that I had read in the early days. It really, I mean, this is really cool. He totally preserved this guy. I know. That's he, what I'm saying. It's cool. It's crazy. Science is cool. Science is cool. Why do brains work like that, though? This memory thing. But either way, if you haven't seen that guy from the 4th century BCE, I think it's 4th century. It's an incredible science story. It's like an incredible find for archaeology. Because this, I th- well, I think he was called the Toland Man, for one thing. But they were even able to see what he ate last. Which I think was the ever-popular gruel, if I recall. But oh, it's really? awesome if you like science. <laughs> that is, it's just unbelievable how well he's preserved for the age of this guy. Yeah, it's crazy. It just looks like he's been painted black. But other than that, he could be... any just sleeping. Yeah. And I think that was part of the story. I think this was from the 1950s, actually, is when somebody discovered him. But they actually thought that it was a recently killed man or deceased man. And they actually called the cops wherever they found him. I don't remember where this was found. I thought it was UK, but maybe that's wrong. And then they had to bring in and then they're like, oh, my God, this guy's like over 2,000 years old. Which is, yeah, it's just insane. So Scandinavia. Scandinavia. There you go. I, I just thought it was pretty cool. But it. Oh, sorry. He was he was found in Denmark. He's from Scandinavia. Okay, same thing. But it uh, that's what reminded me of Wyvern, is that look. And somehow that just popped into my mind when I was looking at him. It's like the recall thing. It's like, oh, what is that from? Why, do I, why does he look so familiar? So yeah, there you go. And we don't need to dwell on Tolan Man any longer, though. But I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Doesn't Wyvern's arm... Hurt from being held up like that? Holding that lantern? think so. It's like stiff after all those years. Yeah. But I think it helps probably to have like the calcification with the coral. Oh, it helps. It kind of gives him a... 
Yeah. A shelf to rest his arm on. Exactly. It just kind Still of freezes, go numb. It in, freezes it in place. Still go numb being held like that. Depends what kind of blood flow he has. And from the looks of it, not a lot. <laughs> so I don't know if he has to really worry about that. He's got pins and needles in it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Since I was infatuated with Wyvern's special effects, I thought I'd actually briefly touch on the process to bring him to reality. Okay. That was a good thing. And it's just a little bit. I wasn't going to really dive into all of it right now. But animators worked with this mocap data for body performances. You know, the motion capture stuff. Yeah. Mocap, motion capture. People like me in the business call it mocap. Because, yeah, I live vicariously through these other people. But anyways, they did these body performances in like many of the shots. But incredibly enough, they hand animated all facial expressions and the lip sync. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't the motion capture stuff or putting the little dots on the skin to see, you know, as it goes up and down and changes and stuff. No, they actually hand animated it. The team of between 30 and 40 animators that was led by Hal Hickel used even pull-down menus to fit mannequins with mo-capped performances of the actors onto character models. Then they used Compare, which is a custom ILM program that allowed animators to put videotape of the actors' performances on screen side-by-side with the 3D models, so then that way they could compare and contrast and look at everything. And this actually helped them fine-tune like Davy Jones's facial expressions and lip-sync performance with the actor himself and as we fully like well saw during the whipping of the will scene thing you could see all those like facial movements and stuff that hand animation stuff that was like trying to match with bill's actual motion capture performance and his facial features yeah and then also that was the same thing that was used with wyvin they did that same process and it really brought them to life and it's like if you look or compare with curse of the black pearl where some of the effects have like started to break down over the years yeah. Mind you, that was 2003, by the way. This 2006 work is still damn good and looks great. Yeah. I'm just blown away how well this has stood oh, up. Oh, he looks really good. I mean, that's to say when they focused on characters like Jones and Wyvern for the close-ups, you can really see all that coolness. Yeah. Background animated characters, there's... Okay. You know, some of those maybe are out of date a bit in some scenes or a bit fuzzy or, you know, don't quite look as realistic. Yeah. I mean, but obviously the budget was spent elsewhere than bringing the same level of detail to the Dutchman's crew than yeah. it was to people that were really getting those big close-ups. I don't really have a transition. That was all I had for the <laughs> animation stuff. Now I'm kind of left holding the bag, the cat, because I took it out, remember? Yes. I also have a bit of history, so maybe that's history is coming out of the bag. Maybe a little conjecture, some hypothesizing going on. But I like it and uh, seems to like intertwine nicely with the movie's name and the history of the song, kind of from Robert Louis Stevenson's novel Treasure Island, which we talked about previously as, here's where I bring it all home, the origin of Dead Man's Chest. That's what I'm talking about. Origin of Dead Man's Chest. Okay. Because we did talk a little bit about it, but it was more about how it was from the book and there was a song and all that kind of stuff. And as I recall, we were saying that he never really gave a reason or how that came about. But according to the Long John Silver Trust, the mystery of the pirate's song, 15 Men on the Dead Man's Chest, yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum, by the way. Does that sound familiar, actually? Uh, maybe. The rum part does, too. Vaguely. It actually has been solved, supposedly. Until now, its meaning has baffled readers, and Stevenson himself, like I was saying, never really offered an explanation for it. But the answer is provided by Geographical, which was published by the Royal Geographical Society by an explorer who says Dead Man's Chest is part of the British Virgin Islands. Oh, really? Yeah. It's actually an island. 
In the early 1700s, this guy, his name is Quentin Van Merrill, said the pirate Edward Teach, we all know Edward yes. Teach, Blackbeard, punished a mutinous crew by marooning them on Dead Man's chest, an island 250 yards square, surrounded by high cliffs and without water or landing places. Wow. 250 yards. That's not uh, square. It's not very big. Each was given a cutlass and a bottle of rum, and Teach's hope, Blackbeard, should say, was hoped that they would actually kill each other. But when he returned at the end of 30 days, he found that 15 of them had survived. Really? Yeah. And this would explain kind of in full the verse. 15 men on a dead man's chest. Mm. 15 men survived. Yeah. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum because they were given the rum, right? Yeah. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Drink. Yeah. And then the devil because there was no drink. Yeah. And then the other guys killed him. So drink and the devil had done for the rest. The other ones that were there. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Huh. So there's no food on the island, Mr. Van Merrill says, which is occupied by pelicans, lizards, and non-poisonous snakes. And mosquitoes, of course. So would they eat the pelicans and the lizards? That's a good question. Possibly. Cannibalism. Pelagosto action. It's never been developed for tourism. Long pork, I forgot. That's the official name for those who follow our other show at the Dinner with the Donner Party. Yeah, but it, there's never been developed because tourism and stuff like that, it's just really so inaccessible that it's like, why would we do that? Yeah. And plus, we don't want to see people killing each other since there's no water and that kind of stuff. Dead Man's Chest Island is to the northeast of Peter Island. It is described as eerie and infamous on a local calendar, too. Of course it's eerie and infamous. That would go without saying. Mr. Van Merrill, who discovered the true story by studying local history and folklore, was himself marooned on the island in 1969 when he lost his outboard motor while on a scuba trip. Oops. Exactly. But he was rescued. Don't worry. Okay. So there you go. Rum, pelican, lizards, and snakes. (laughs) Oh my? Yeah. Oh my. (laughs) It's a hearty meal, if I do say so myself. Uh, So that's kind of making me a bit hungry, actually. Probably we should uh, hit the road and grab some grub, I guess. Grubs. Grub? <laughs> no, grubs. Grubs? I don't know. That's all I got. That's it for yeah, me? Yeah, it's a smattering of like some historical elements. We can solve puzzles that are everyone's thinking about out there. We get some dinner ideas for those who are marooned on islands <laughs> or just a little hungry after visiting the coast. And then we uh, see some cool CGI stuff. So that's kind of like my breakdown. That, yeah. That's what I get out of it. But this is why I like the minute. Really because of the cool story action, the mystery of it all, and that damn fine looking Wyvern. He is just a great character. But <laughs> yes. all the acting is really well done too. That yeah. is my point. Well, there you go. Like I said, that's all I got. So we'll be back on Wednesday with Minute 78 of Dead Man's Chest. Going to get a little barbecue sauce for our pelican lizard snake meal tonight. That sounds yummy. And until then, Scallywags, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. There, that's it. That's it? That's it. You've been listening to The Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. 
twitter.com slash blackpearlmen, instagram.com slash blackpearlshow, soundcloud.com slash pirates of the Caribbean, that's for best of clips, and by all means give us a plug and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, mateys. Oh, and let's not forget the Facebook Cursed Crew listeners group for post-episode discussions. That's actually a lot to remember, especially if you're in a foggy haze like Heather. Just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button. Perhaps I should have just said that from the beginning. This is a Shoutreach Media production. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun. I think all you dirty, filthy bildrats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music... That's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, and maybe Heather.